special guest who's going to be sharing with us this morning, Joyce, who I'm very thankful for. Yes. So thankful yes. for you. Thank you. Bless the Lord. So when Steve asked if I would consider having the Mother's Day message, I said, sure, I'll do that teaching, sharing about heaven, which I didn't share in January when he asked me to share because the Holy Spirit did some switching. Remember, it was about angels. Angels are here for you now. So anyway, some time ago, I got out my notes on heaven, which are all ready, and I spread them out on the table in our little sunroom. That's where I had my quiet time. And I was pretty pleased that I already had it done. <laughs> and then it's what Adam just said, just sensed the Holy Spirit say to him. I began to have nudgings that, no, that's not the message for Mother's Day. And I even, it's like, well, yeah, it would be perfect. It would just be perfect. <laughs> So, um, I believe the Holy Spirit, what he wants us to know today, he is your redeemer today. He said, tell them, I am their redeemer. He knows you right now. He loves us right now. And I sense so much personal working of you, Holy Spirit, in us with your great love that's expressed from the Father. So much, Father, this morning, I thank you for your special private workings in our hearts. We have ears to hear. We have hearts to receive. Thank you, Lord. And even as I believe he's going to be personal with us this morning, he just asked, I believe, that I be personal with you. So what I'm going to be sharing is from my journal. Um, as probably you have the same thing in the morning, it's a very special time to me. Sit there in that same spot and... Um, it's where I break out the words, some good books, but I have my journal. Mom knows a lot with her journaling. And before I share this, it's very private, but I did ask my son-in-law, Andrew Erholtz, if I could share this, because it involves him. Um, it was February 1, and the night before, I had been... Just in the nighttime, <clears throat> that's why that song, day and night, night and day, let your incense arise. There's times I have it where in the nighttime, I've, I feel I need to pray for someone or something. This particular night was February 1. The next morning, I wrote this stuff down. That night, I got up and I was in intercession for Andrew's father, but more so it connected to Andrew and his brother and sister. Andrew's dad, Keith, had passed away the previous August 31. Keith had struggled with alcoholism. 
probably as long as Andrew knew him. Um, and my prayers were, there was such deep intercession for Andrew, his sister Allie, his brother Leith. And my prayers that night were like incense. When any of us have that, when we step into a place of praying for another, it's just like it's, it's coming to the Father God, the highest one. <laughs> They're to the highest one. Lord God over heaven and earth, and how privileged we are to be able to stand in the gap for some person or persons or situation. The scripture that the Lord had me pray forth for these three children was Jeremiah 29, 11. It's, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, Andrew, Leaf, and Allie. They are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. The time on earth with her dad was not easy times, and it had continued to be turbulent after he passed away. There were just some situations. When I asked the father, what are you saying about Keith and his children? Because I knew as I'd been praying in tongues, it, there, there had to be something of understanding. I knew who I was praying for. And this is what I believe he impressed in my heart and mind. Because of Keith's great love for his children, he is anticipating building their mansions here in heaven. On earth, he was not able to express that great love. Then the words that came so strongly. I have redeemed him. And it just went through my whole being. It was like the Father God of mercies was saying how precious this man is to me. It had nothing to do with his past. It had nothing to do with his failures or shortcomings or sins. I have redeemed him. I've redeemed his giftings his creativity, his craftsmanship. I asked the Lord for a scripture, Galatians 3.13, and was what immediately came. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Redeemed in the Greek means bought back, ransomed, rescued, purchased completely. Thank you, Father, for that for us today, each one of us, that assurance that we're purchased completely, we're redeemed 
by you, Father, in Jesus' name. It was uh, sometime later in my quiet time, uh, and you have that too when you're journaling something. It's not like you get a scripture and then you forget about it. There's times when the gals on Wednesday, if we're together, and mom will say, I just can't get past the first three books in Ephesians. I'm just reading them over. Or, you know, different. It's like you chew on it. Well, um, I couldn't get that thing of redeemed. The, I did write a letter to Andrew Leaf and Allie, and I shared that personal content just to give them hope. Um, and then just recently, at his um, father's estate sale, which was just a week ago, uh, when we ordered graduation key rings with the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, I ordered three extra for each of those children. I was able to give it to Leaf uh, personally there. But it was sometime later, the redeemed thing I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, my mind went back to June 16, 1992, when an F5 tornado hit my parents' farm, wiping out their entire farm in a matter of seconds. Also, the home of my sister and her husband and her family on the adjacent lot. Um, is there photos? Can we have more lights off? Yeah, these lights, and that door will need to be closed, too. We experimented with this. If for you to see anything, that's going to need to be closed, too. And this one? Yeah, this one needs to go off, too. Anyway, that you'll begin to see it more clearly. It's a photo of my parents' farm. Um, I think there were 10, 11 buildings on it. Yeah, that's getting better. Um, so that's what we're talking about. It was wiped out in a matter of seconds. Then he had me go to my bookshelf, and I pulled off this, this book that my sister Connie um, had compiled. And I began to reread some of my parents' entries in that. Actually, this is, she asked me to do the drawings for it. It's taken from two actual photographs, which are on the church counter. Inside that um, book, Dad wrote, Our lives have been changed in a few seconds, but we just thank God for sparing us and the kids' lives and all the other farmers' lives and all the people in Chandler, it's so unbelievable. God was their redeemer. He redeemed their lives from destruction that day. I can only imagine the angel activity there. And then Psalm 103, 3 through 5, that's where he says, you forgive all my sins, Father. You heal all my diseases. You redeem me from death and crown me with love and your tender mercies. You fill my life with good. And that tender mercies, when I read that, I'm in my quiet time, I'm journaling, 
the mercies that I felt in me for Andrew, Leaf, and Allie. God has shown his mercy to their father, but his mercy was extending to them now. They're still living here. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to insert something I didn't have, wasn't even thinking about, but as I was just here getting ready, yesterday and Friday, we, Sarah and I had Red Umbrella Thrift Store open, and I, I saw something just this morning I, I didn't realize. It's filled with memories, and this is what one of the um, uh, customers, they were buying something, they said, it's like, thank you for the memories. When I come here, just seeing things from my past, um, and it was like all of a sudden I had the revelation, I don't have the things from my mom and dad's you can house. I don't have that. You can put up the next one with the, did it show the, what was left? That was what was left of their farm two weeks later. After everything had been, the twisted metal had been brought away, what could be burned, huge burning piles. What was left of that, deep trenches were dug. That's what was left. And so my memories from the farmhouse, that's what they have to be. If I have a picture of something, I don't have the tangible. And all of a sudden this morning, I thought of it. That's what we have at Red Umbrella. Sarah would know there's things I'll say, Mom had those chairs. She had those folding chairs. I remember the closet where she kept that card table and those folding chairs. That was mom's. And I'm talking about from, some of it is before the tornado because we get donations in from very elderly people's homes and that's where my memories, it's like I'm having a connection back there. I never saw, it's like he's redeeming my memories by being at Red Umbrella, Sarah, I never saw that till this morning. So thank you, Lord. Moving on, um, going past that, then he began to show me these things. And we have a lot of photos now. This relates to March 13, 2019. Photo four, this is what we saw when we stepped into the foyer. Hard to see, but you can see it's a mess. Photo five, this is what we saw when we stepped inside the sanctuary. There's a photo we don't have up yet. Just keep it on there. There's one of Joan and Sue standing in the sanctuary, the floor. It's just covered in debris, and they're looking up at the hole by then, volunteers had moved all of the sanctuary chairs out of the way. But Sue, when she came here, she said that what first came into her thought was better than ever. And we've declared that. We've put that on different papers around the church. When I came in, it was redeemed beyond our expectations. 
I am your redeemer. Thank you, Lord. When we came back into the foyer from looking at the church sanctuary, Pastor Steve stood off to the side from the others and asked the Lord for his word about this shocking mess in our church house. This is a thought that came to him, Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Pastor Steve got the attention of the other people in the foyer and addressed them with the following words. He said, I would like to make a declaration. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. We declare at this time that the end of this will be better than it was before. Thank you, Lord. We declare it again. <laughs> and just to let you know, the professionals have left um, their work on the inside. They're finished painting the woodwork. You're free to walk over there. What's left now is up to us. And I'd like you to go and see, because next Sunday afternoon, we, after we eat Adana Marie's meal, we have a work afternoon scheduled. We invite you to come in your work clothes, your work shoes. You're going to get dirty. So don't have to come pretty. Um, we have the youth, Peter and Lene and the youth group will be pulling out thousands of staples from the sanctuary steps, the extension um, stage, the uh, sound booth area. We have lots of dirty rooms, lots of dirty spaces, lots of high up spaces that need window frames washed, windows washed. Um, if the weather's right, all around the church, there, if someone has a magnet, we need a strong magnet for nails. Uh, bits of shingles, and anyway, there's going to be work to do. It's up to us, and the Lord's going to help us with that. Okay, the photo next shows Elsie Earholtz on March 13, helping shovel. She shoveled the last two hours. This was the last pile of snow and debris that were in the sanctuary on Wednesday. Both places had this. The Workers up on the roof just shoveled. We'd all stand back, and they'd shovel the next back down. There were wheelbarrows, uh, volunteers, just the whole process. Scoop it up, bring it outdoors to the dumpster. Um, the volunteers, led by Mark Tassel, Aaron Anderson, Dave and Joan Pomp, and others, shoveled the debris all day. Over 35 people, volunteers helped that day shoveling snow inside and on top of the roof. Lots of moving of chairs, tables. Sarah Joy and Elsie Earholtz helped me, Suvin Tassel, and Ann Nelson wipe off everything. We took things off the walls. Everything was coated in insulation dust. We washed them up, put them into clean storage. We had one clean storage room back by the women's bathroom. During Mitby, Glennis Coffin, Judy Fowler, Mom Pomp prepared lunch for all of us. Photo seven, everything in the sanctuary and foyer was coated to various degrees. Those show some of our chairs. We had to have them professionally done by service master. The scripture from my journal I wrote the very next day. I'm sitting in my quiet time spot. 
Psalm 91:11. Your angels sent to assist us have charge over us to keep attend to us in all the ways relating to this mess. We have had lots of angel activity here. First of all, no one was hurt. It was not during a service time. We just had a huge wedding here two weekends before. No one was in the building. No one was on top of the roof when it collapsed. Thank you, Lord. The next morning, I journaled, and I knew the Lord had given me this so clearly to encourage me. Psalm 90, verses 15 through 17. It's from the Passion Bible. Yes, we've been overwhelmed with grief. Come now and overwhelm us with gladness. Replace these days of trouble with decades of delight. I love that. Let us see your miracles again and let the rising generation see the glorious wonders you're famous for. Lord our God, let your sweet beauty rest upon us and give us your favor. Come work with us and then our works will endure and give us success in all we do. Thank you, Lord. And I know like you do, when the Lord gives you a scripture, like I said, it doesn't just stay written in a journal entry. He works it in you. You refer to it in the textings between me and Joan and Kathy and Sue and others, leaders, uh, different times. We'd repeat these same scriptures. We'd repeat better than ever. We'd repeat redeem beyond our expectations. Thank you, Lord. Next photo. Um, yes, the cleanup of the chairs was a job for service master. Thank you, Mark, for leading the way with that. And what they shared with us professionally, that first day, Sue and Ann started vacuuming off some of the chairs. And then the professionals shared with us that we could try and do it ourselves. But they said the first Sunday we were back in there and everyone sat down on the chairs, there would be of the wrong stuff coming out. So they did the chairs. And just keep them on going here. They cleaned the upholstered chairs on the following Monday and Wednesday. Thank you, Lord. Just keep them going, Josh. Lots of them. Look at that. Over 235, right there. Keep it there. Um, Well, one thing, that prayer meeting night, Adam, we had prayer here on a Wednesday night, and by the Spirit of the Lord, he made a prophetic statement saying, TCC will be a sign and wonder to this community. Thank you, Father. So this shows, it's dark, but Ben Bush volunteered along with Mark several days to help move the clean chairs that service master did. They had to be moved to clean areas. And the next photo, but each chair needed to be unstacked because it was wet. They needed to dry for 24 hours, and then they needed to be restacked 
and try to find a clean place to put them into storage. Um, incidentally, Ben Bush was offered a job working for Service Master and began that new job that same week. So that was good. Uh, shows those, the donated sofas from the Glidens were also professionally cleaned. Then we show Mark Van Tassel on the top scaffolding. Um, Sue's um, art installations, even though the hole was right there, they were not affected in any way. She was able to clean them. They removed them. Uh, there, Ben Bush is helping to hand Suvin Tassel the precious artwork, artwork. And you can go down to the next ones. Okay, this one. March 14, six men from Cliff Kastner Construction working on the roof. And again, Ben Bush was in the window wells. He was cleaning out the snow from where the little children's um, playroom is downstairs. So we went to have a wet playroom. So thank you, Lord. Uh, then it shows, and I had this stuff in my journal, too. I would journal the progress of what happened this day. March 21st, four new factory-built trusses. The longest is 80 feet long. Then it shows Steve and um, John Cootley watching a really tall crane setting them in place. Next photos, uh, March 22, N and B drywall beginning to take down damaged drywall in the foyer. Then damaged drywall comes down in the sanctuary. And these men, you can't even see them, they're way on the very top scaffolding because of the beautiful design of both the foyer and a sanctuary, men had to work in very high places. Um, decision photo 22 was made to keep the exposed wood beams rather than hanging new drywall over it. We want you to see it because it's all done. It's been sanded, stained, and sealed. Also, we decided with our own money, it's not insurance money, but to add posts, wood-wrapped posts, and you'll be able to see that. On um, March 24, when Gus shared one thing he declared strongly, God always does bigger and better than we expect. We declare that concerning what's even ahead yet for our part with the uh, process there. My journal, March 25, this was so precious to me. Proverbs 3, 5, it's so familiar, but I've been reading, uh, Sarah and Andrew gave me a Passion Bible, Psalms, for Christmas, and I re was reading through that, that particular day. Well, no, it must have Proverbs. No, I went online and found that one. Trust in the Lord completely, and we declare this right now. We are trusting in you, Lord, completely. We are not relying on our own opinions. With all our heart, we rely on you to guide us. You will lead us in every decision you make. And I know this was when we were needing to start making decisions with paint and flooring. You know, it's like decisions need to be made. But this scripture is for you today. 
I believe there's areas in some of your lives, it may be with your health, maybe relationships, it may be with your work, it may be with your business. There's something in your life that's causing you distress, despair, frustration. And as Keith Moore, Pastor Keith Moore, he said, if you're frustrated about anything, shows you're not in faith. Get into the word, get the word in you so you can change that frustration to faith. This morning, this scripture is for some of us relating not to what we were doing over there with that mess. He wants to give you hope <laughs> today that he's your redeemer and that thing that may look so looming or almost impossible, it's not. So thank you, Father. Then it shows energy saver needed to come and blow in lots and lots and lots of fiberglass insulation. And what we did with that, with our own church money, $5,000 extra insulation was shot up there to bring it up to code. I mean, it's, it was a wise thing to do for the whole area where they could blow it in. Thank you, Lord. March 31, I journaled. It was a Sunday morning, and that Sunday we were, through this process, we've had different ones of you. You know, we've asked, please look at the color samples. Please give us your input. What do you see? What? And we would pray together. Um, that morning as I was getting ready, I wrote it down my little note in the bathroom there. The process has begun. And I, with it, I sensed, okay, it's not going to be real quick. I, I just sensed that there was going to be, it was going to be, it's begun, but it's a process. That's also a word for some of you. It's begun. The thing that seems so large, whatever he's saying, but it's begun. There's a beginning for you to see the full redemption. There's a beginning. There's a beginning. There's hope. Thank you, Lord. Um, also in my journal, I have that day, Psalm 116, verse 7, in Passion Bible. And this was just for me personally, because it was like there, there was some stress, like pressure with things. But the word there says, relax and rest and be confident and be serene. Simply trust in the Lord. Serene means calm, peaceful, untroubled. And again, this is a word for you. Whatever that is, you may not even have spoken it to someone else. What it is that's, hmm, maybe you have. But he's saying today, put your name in there. Relax, rest, be confident and serene. Trust, simply trust in me, the Lord says. Keep yourself untroubled. So now I have another, just a private thing for my journaling. As I'm sitting in our sunroom, I always, I can overlook Gall Lake. 
On the wall, I have four frames, and I have one of them on the church counter. It has a picture of an Oriole in there. That particular morning, I was sitting there, and I was looking, and I thought, huh, I didn't switch those winter pictures to spring. And it's something that those frames are 68 years old. They were wedding gifts, a set of four to my parents. And the reason I have them is just shortly before the tornado, we were visiting mom and dad, and we were in their basement, and our kids, Andy, John, and Sarah, will remember the big old church bench in the basement. She would have boxes of stuff um, that she just stored on there to keep them off the floor, and they'd be covered with bed sheets. That particular time, I just went down, and she uh, said, well, the pictures frames didn't have pictures in anymore. I says, those are really nice frames. She says, can you use them? I'd, I'll never use those again. They are my treasure. <laughs> they were redeemed from that tornado. So I switch seasonal pictures. I like, I get a lot of calendars, good quality calendars from Mom Pomp, and I put seasonal pictures in there. But that morning I'm looking at it, and when I went to switch to the spring season, I looked and I thought, I'd like a different one for this particular one. I went up to my art file. Um, part of I majored in art, and part of it was you were supposed to, back then, you were supposed to do files. Um, it's a long time ago, but because we didn't have the internet. But anyway, I went up to there, you know, on top of my filing cabinet, and I'm looking at these different options. And one of the last calendars I pulled out had this picture. It says, I know my Redeemer lives. And the reason that was so personal to me is as I was sitting there, I, had, I hadn't said it out loud, but I was thinking, Lord, are you sure that's what I'm supposed to share for Mother's Day? Redeem, that's not a Mother's Day message. <laughs> but the fact that he, this is the picture, calendar picture, it's like, yes, Joyce. He's very patient with us. So thank you, Lord. April 16, about one and a half weeks later, again, okay, enjoy the process. That's what I'm saying. Time was moving on. We still had not made final decisions with things, but he kept saying that. Enjoy the process, Joyce. And I would share at different times with the other uh, people, too. He wants you to know that today. You maybe don't have a final conclusion. You maybe can't totally say, this area's been redeemed, or this, this is, it's not there yet. The process has begun, but then he's saying, enjoy the process. Enjoy that day-by-day -day progression. Thank you, Lord. Um, April 17, photo 28, after lots of preparation, they begin to spray paint the entire, it's, you think of a can of spray paint. Well, it's not. 
Okay, paint the entire foyer ceiling. What they did, insurance does not, they, right, Joan? They said they don't patch. So N and B drywall, they scraped all the popcorn off the entire uh, foyer ceiling and then sprayed it with fresh white paint. Then they went in the sanctuary and did the same thing there. We got brand new ceilings in both places. Uh, then it shows they're just finishing painting a fresh new earth tone color on the stage wall. I think that might be photo 30. And we were very thankful when it got to that process or to that stage. You can just show the next few photos and I'll look at them. That's Joan. Part of the process was to wood wrap the posts. We had to have um, Joan sanded for hours the boards and then her and Anna stained all those boards so that um, Cliff Kastner's crew could put them up. Go to the next one. This is one of my favorites. Um, this is the last photo I have. This is the steps that go from the, by the nursery. They go down to the kids' church area. And kids, this is their path, usually, except for these last two months. But on that particular day, Mark Ventasso was pulling the carpet off those steps and lots and lots of staples. Kylie had come. Luke was outside working with Steve and uh, um, picking up stuff outside. But Kylie was my helper inside. She was getting coffee time ready with cookies. And at one point, she says, I want to go bring Grandpa a cookie. <laughs> so that's Kylie bringing her Grandpa a cookie. Thank you, Lord. So at this point, I just want to thank everyone that's been a part of this whole process. You can turn the lights on a little more. And um, you know who you are. You know what you've done. We've had people supply food for the workers. In fact, um, sometimes we had meals for them pretty regularly at noon. We still have people coming to me and saying, if you need any more meals prepared, let me know. Uh, we are now at painting, the painting process. We want to paint the hallways going to the bathrooms. Uh, we have the paint. It's left from the project. And um, we have some people that I'll be confirming with after the service. And so I want to thank you for your part in what you're going to do in the days ahead. I've had some people volunteer uh, with cleaning um, before Sunday. The thing we're waiting on now, we first need to have the vents professionally cleaned. Did you get an estimate yet? Not yet. We're waiting on that, and I'm almost saying it doesn't make sense for us to clean until those vents are cleaned. So it is... We'll let you know if it's still, we'll be able to clean next Sunday afternoon. So anyway, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Your favor continues in Jesus' name. With us in our individual lives and living, 
You're so special. You're so personal. We love you. We appreciate you. And then you help us with our messes. You help us with the things that seem like they're not, they're not solved yet. They're not complete yet. They don't look redeemed yet. You help us with all of that. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, you're so good. Well, be blessed today on Mother's Day. We love and appreciate you all. Anyone that wants altar ministry, you can come up here. That would be great. We'll pray with you.